Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried, and I just am so thankful you're here today. I have an incredibly special guest, someone who is family. Um, I have my sister-in-law, Lori Hartsock. She married my brother, and she is the sweetest soul possible, like, ever. And I'm just really excited for you to be blessed by her story, by her wisdom, and just by the fire that she has for the Lord. I I know that you are going to love this episode. So thank you for joining us. Welcome, Lori, to the podcast. I'm so, so, so excited to have you. <laughs> because, I mean, I feel like we, you know, since we don't live in the same state, we don't talk enough. Yeah. But I just love, um, I love seeing what God's doing in you and your family and in yeah. the sweet boys. And yeah, so I would, I just want to introduce you to everyone and what you are doing right now. And I would love to talk about how you just launched your, your podcast. Yeah. So I, I definitely, um, I think you had a lot to do with it uh, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with encouraging, um, last year, the Holy spirit during December, I was doing a, um, I was driving and I was worshiping the Lord and that's usually where Holy Spirit comes in and just like wrecks me. So there's like, cr- I'm like crying, like crazy. Uh, good, good tears. Good crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, and I go all out. Um, I feel like I'm singing like super beautiful. And yeah, everything. <laughs> kind of like when you're singing in the shower and like, yeah. Singing. Yeah. And, um, and I clearly heard the Holy spirit say to me, I want to, I want to use your voice. And, oh um, and I think, um, and I'm sorry if I start crying cause I feel I Holy spirit it. so strong. Um, you know, I always, when I first, I was born in Mexico. So I was five years old when I moved here to the United States. And in Mexico, like my sweetest memories were with my grandmother and my cousin and my aunts who took care of us. And we were so obsessed with the little mermaid. So I always wanted to sing. So I'm like, Lord, like, are you going to have me like sing? Like, am I going to be like worship leader? Like, what are you doing? You're a God of miracles. And that has not happened. Um, So I think, I think there's, (laughs) I bet your voice is much better than mine. And, um, I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's, you know, I do, I do sing when I do, um, sing, I sing over the boys and they're like lullabies in tongues. I love that. It's, I've never like, I don't do it around Nate or anything. (laughs) And, um, but when I sing to them, it's always like in a lullaby kind of form. Um, and I'm speaking over them in like our heavenly language. And so I, um, I don't know. I think for me, I'm just so passionate about Jesus and putting Jesus on display and, and allowing people to know that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't always like this. Like there's been so much baggage, so much pain and trauma and loss. And, um, you know, just at five, like leaving my, my family from what I, I would like consider family, my grandmother taking care care of me. Um, we crossed the border illegally. So we were in a car and, and, you know, I think 
for me, it was that, you know, your encouragement of like, Hey, like, you know, Holy Spirit had already been speaking to me about it. And I have a friend who's like, Lori, start a podcast. And, um, and so for me, it was, it was that like, okay, Lord, like, this is like two times of a confirmation. Uh, and, And yeah, so I love that. But it's also being able to say yes, you know, like, yes, oh, yeah. like, I mean, same for me. I'm like me on a podcast. No, <laughs> but, um, it took like the nudge of yeah. God to be like, come on now. When are you going to do it? When are you going to yeah. do it? And then and he's you know, so good. Yeah. And once you say yes, I feel like that's just when God works. It's just yeah. when he works. So that's why I'm so excited. You said yes. And you started it and you're just going yeah. for it and allowing God to use your voice to reach people. But I yeah. want to, I actually, I actually still want to, I want to know more about little Lori. <laughs> you did come, you know, you did come illegally over the border from yeah. Mexico and you guys landed in, was it Coronado? Or- um, it was in San Diego. San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Um, so how was that for you? Like learning um, the language and, and new it, friends and. Yeah, it was, um. You know, I think when I wrote, uh, when I wrote my testimony for the podcast, um, it just comes out like everything that Holy Spirit says through me, it just like comes out. Like I, I, when I look back and listen to it, I'm like, that's not me. Like that was like, like I, I'm not that smart, (laughs) like outside of him, like it, you know, and, um, when I was truly able to write my testimony, I felt so validated and I felt valid. I was validating that little girl inside of me of like, yeah, like Lori, you've been, yeah, you've been through a lot. Like it wasn't always pretty. And I remember, um, you know, um, at five years old, I was such, I can go back into thinking about like Mexico and everything. And those, those were like the most joyous parts of my life of like dancing and laughing and so much joy. And when I came to the United States, my joy stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, I was quickly taken to like separated from my family. I was, um, you know, I, w- I went with my mom, but I had never like really spent time with her. And, and so we went to North Carolina. I, I was getting bullied constantly because I didn't speak the language. Um, so there was a lot of neglect, uh, abuse. I was raped at the age of five, um, yeah. pretty, pretty severely and stuff. And so, um, there's just been like a constant thing, one thing after another. And so, um, you know, like I said, just to see God's goodness and to see, like, I always felt alone, you know, I always felt like, (laughs) like, I always felt like, I remember that they took my family away from me and, you know, like, you're just a kid and you have to grow up so quickly. So like, at five, I had to start acting like I was 18 because I'm thinking like, you know, I have to take care of myself and, and people, you know, bullying me and I couldn't speak the language, you know, how we need to or anything. And so, so for me, it was, it was like, just to see God's goodness of, um, like I said, just 
writing my testimony, I think for me, it was like, God, you never left me. Like you are so good. And, and yeah, just like God's goodness of like, he is Emmanuel, like he is near with us. And, you know, I didn't know him. Like I didn't grow up like hearing about God. I didn't grow up like talking about God. And, and I remember my aunt, um, you know, when I was like in my twenties, she'd say like, Lori, let's go to church. And I'm like, no, no, like God's going to find me. Like God's going to find me. And like, you know, he'll find me. And he did. And it was like a radical transformation. And I mean, from like abuse from me, like I had two abortions, nothing that I'm proud of. And, um, but I just, I didn't know, like, I didn't know God's ways. I didn't know to stay pure and holy, like to live a holy life. Like God sets precepts upon us, not to be like, Hey, you need to do this because I am God. It's because it's like, no, like this is the abundant life. This is the good life. When you live my way, like there, there is peace, there is joy, there is strength. Like you get to do things. You get to live not in the natural, but you get to live supernatural natural, like you get to have that life instead of like, you don't get to do those things, you know? And yeah, exactly. yeah that's, so that's so good, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've come and to know where you are, like God was with you and little yeah. Lori back in the, you know, when you were getting bullied yeah. and, but yeah. like also coming into a new country and new, new things and being separated from your family. Like how did that affect kind of like because you didn't know God yet, like your identity and the the thoughts of what you thought of yourself from what other people were saying. Cause I know I struggled with that my whole life. And I mean, it still takes daily to be like, God, you, I find my identity in you. I find my identity in you, but I couldn't even imagine, you know, not knowing. So, yeah. So I think, I definitely think we all struggle with that in identity crisis. I think we, um, we as believers and as like followers of Jesus Christ, like we, we, we think like, yes, like God's a miracle worker, like absolutely. But we also have to be disciplined in our walk with him, like spending time with him. And so I, you know, I, I think it was a process. It was a, I literally um, died to myself and I feel like I'm still dying to myself and picking up my cross and following him. I mean, I, I was suicidal, super depressed, all of these, like everything you, you can think of, I've gone through it and stuff. How young were you when you first like started feeling those type of emotions? Um, when I was five, like depression, um, depression. Did you know that's what it was or was it just kind of, I didn't know. So in, um, in social work, you know, we, we have all these emotions and, and even like in a therapeutic way, like we have these emotions and it's almost like we, we don't know that emotion until we can name that emotion. And then um, there's this cool thing that we say, like, name it to tame it. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think like um, we in our culture are taught to 
be happy, be this, but there's an array of emotions, you know, that we need to teach our children, even our children. Oh, yeah. Like I do that with the boys, like, you know, um, all sorts of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's really like being able, like subconsciously we have our emotions and our core wounds that we've been through. And if we don't know how to be honest with ourselves and be like, yeah, like that suck. And that wasn't really nice. Like, and, um, Holy Spirit's been talking to me so much about moving in compassion. And I think about Jesus, like in the gospels where it says he moves with compassion, but how much do we move with compassion with ourselves? You know, we don't like, we are very hard with ourselves. We are very like, you need to do this. You should be here. You should be there. And, and it's almost like you overcome evil with good you know, but how good are we to ourselves? And, and so, you know, I didn't always think about this, like, you know, in this way, but the more that I followed Jesus and I followed his Holy Spirit, I mean, Des, like when I first became a believer, it's, um, it's actually an amazing story because my friend, I want to hear it. I want to know. I don't think I know that. I don't know your testimony. So that's why I was so excited (laughs) for this because I'm like, I get to know more about Lori in the pieces of her heart that I don't actually know. So So I, um, I have a friend who went to school in Costa Mesa. And so we drove up to LA and I, I was really into like in a spiritual awakening. I left an abusive relationship where he was selling drugs. We were selling drugs. Uh, we would get like super stone constantly, like just, it was just chaos, like domestic violence, like, you know, it was just not a healthy relationship. And I remember I left him after an atheist told me you need to leave him. And God what? used an atheist, like wow. God used an atheist because we were supposed to buy a house. And wow. And I, I felt a check in my spirit, like, no, like this is not going to happen, you know? And I went with it. I didn't know it was the Holy spirit, like saying, don't do it. So God brought an atheist and said, you need to leave him. You need to leave him today and not buy a house with him. And I listened. Um, and so that started my journey. I started getting into like Buddhism, Hinduism, any type of ism, you name it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and so I remember, yeah, so much, so much. And, uh, I, um, I told my friend like, Hey Joe, like I'm having all these weird encounters, like just not healthy encounters with the spirit world. And, um, and she's like, I don't know, Lori. And I, I'm, this is what she said to me. She's like, I don't know, but Jesus is coming back and anybody who does not believe in him is going to burn. And I was like, that's so dumb, Joe. Like who says that? And then she went straight for it. She's like, yeah, (laughs) but, but the coolest thing was like, she's like, Lori, like everything you've been through, God knows. Like everything you have gone through, he feels that he loves you. And that wrecked me like that, that wrecked me to my core because she explained like the father, the son and the Holy spirit. And she's like, Jesus is 
like God in the flesh. And he's given us our Holy Spirit to help us in this lifetime because Jesus is only one person. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we are empowered to live the God life, to live the life God has for us. And uh, I remember dropping her off. I blasted the only song that I could think of that said the name of Jesus. And it was Kanye West, do this walk with me. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember going home and um, and saying, like, God, if you're really God in my life, like, if you're really God, be God in my life. Like, if you really are who you say that you are, I need you to be God in my life. And if, and that's where everything started. So, I love, I, yeah. I love that. Because I also think it's so important for anyone listening or any non-believers to, if you are, you know, skeptical or you are unsure I think it's so important to just ask like ask God ask for God to to show up and to show you but so that's cool that that happened for you but also not just night and day sometimes but like how did you then proceed to change your life because I think that's also it's hard. I I, I think a lot of people think oh I'm going to give my life to Jesus and all is going to be erased but you still have like things ingrained in you and absolutely overcoming that is um yeah it is and I think it's it's learning um so when we become believers we never talk about the stage of deliverance and I I think that there was a stage of you know the years like when I met Nate and when we he met me at my worst like he literally how long after you this moment when you um found god did you end up meeting my brother um i want to say about maybe like eight months to a year oh i had no idea i was like years after no no so i when i became a believer god i was so i was a martial artist for many many years and i was getting groomed to own this huge martial arts school in San Diego and God closed that door. And my identity was in me being a martial artist. My identity was in I'm going to marry a martial arts instructor and I'm going to like raise a family, own this business and be successful. Um, and God took that away from me. He took everything away from me that I thought I was. And, um, it was hard. It was painful. I was very sad about it. And then, um, so he moved me from San Diego. I packed all of my belongings cause I had no job or anything. Um, and my aunt, she had bought in a house here in San Antonio and she said, just come and see. Mm-hmm. So I packed my car, left everything, left everyone, left all of my friends. And, um, I, I drove my like coupe Honda (laughs) and packed my car and moved here. And, uh, and so I would say that when I did meet your brother, like I literally does was at my worst. I mean, I was, and, and it's not about like, I think about it. Like I went, I was like 130 pounds and because of my depression, my sadness and everything, I began to eat my emotions away and I was very like bullying Megan and, and all of that. And, and so 
he met me when I was like, I had gained over 60 pounds in less than three months. And I, I was like, not cute at all. Like, you are you know, still cute, girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but okay. you, know, you can't see her. She's absolutely stunning and no weight. No, no, no. Um, but, you know, like he, like it was, it was God. Like, you know, he was like just deliverance because I was very promiscuous. I was a very thirsty girl. Like, <laughs> I was very <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> I was extremely thirsty. Like, it, it, I used my looks. I used my promiscuity, like my being feminine. So like I kind of validate yourself. Yeah, yeah. And when God took that away, I was like, who am I? <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah. And I, it, you know, the way that Nate and I met was like pretty like supernatural because I saw him and I was like, you know, I, I don't know, because you're a be- very beautiful woman and oh you had goodness. tons of guys after you, but no that, that was, that was not the case for this girl. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. And so, and so I looked at your brother and I was like, man, like he's hot. Right. But I'm going to stay on my lane. Like that's not reachable. Like it's almost, you know, like they're, they're cute, like good eye candy, you know, but I'm just going <laughs> to stay over here. And, um, And I remember like, we, we just, we started doing evangelism and your brother would never talk. Like he was so weird. And I was like, what is wrong with him? Like, he's cute, but he doesn't have to be like, you know, douchey about it. And, and so, you know, we, we started just doing evangelism and stuff. And our pastor would always partner us up together. He was like, probably it was, nervous around you. He just yes. hides, he hides things like that. Oh my gosh. You know, like he was so nervous and stuff. And, uh, and so I remember that he has a tattoo on his, um, like upper hand and it says speak boldly. And when I saw that microphone, like, I, I had never known. I mean, remember I was just a new like Christian, right? So I didn't know about evangelism. I just knew like, that's, that's something my mom taught me. Like we feed those people that need food, like the day laborers The you know, in San Diego, we have a lot of immigrant population. So they're always asking for work. So it's always like feed them. Like don't overlook anybody. Like we all matter in the sight of God. Like he sees all of us and no position, no, nothing can take that. Like it's, we are God's children. Like he sees us, he knows us. And so, um, I saw his tattoo and I was like, God, give me a sign. Like to, to just be me, to be bold, you know? And, uh, so I looked at your brother and I saw his tattoo and I was like, okay, Lord, like, let's do this. So we started praying for people and laying hands and just allowing the Holy spirit to move. And, um, and so I remember like, (laughs) this is awesome. I remember afterwards, I, they asked me like, Hey, what are you guys, what are you doing after church? And I said, well, I was going to go to the beach. And so it's an hour away from San Antonio. So we went to the beach and I remember your brother, like, um, like preaching to me in the middle of the ocean and he, he was being like so sweet and like, I don't know. Just I'm like, is this real? Like, when am I going <laughs> to wake up? You know? And, um, and I remember he was just like, 
preaching to me, like Isaiah 40, like, you know, and just like, God has anointed me to preach the good news and, and all of these things. And I remember like, just like looking at him and he's like, you know, Lori, I've never had a girlfriend and, um, I've never dated anybody. I'm like a virgin and all of these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're sexy and you love Jesus. Like what, what is going on? Like, is this, God brought, you, God brought you to San Antonio for the, for that. Yeah. And, and I remember, and, and this is going to go back to, to what you're saying when we become like a follower of Christ. And I remember, like I said to you, like I was a very salt, like a thirsty girl. Like I, I just, you know, <laughs> dated guys and went around a couple of times and just, cause that was our vibe in San Diego. It was like, go right. to clubs, hang out, like yeah. have fun, get to know, you know, get to know your, I dated like, a bunch in Newport. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Beach life is like, yeah, like go, go find yourself. That's what my family said. Like, go find yourself. Well, no, like that's not what you go do. You yeah, know, you find yourself in a lot of men's arms. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and this is the crazy part does is that I was trying to find love underneath the sheets. Like I wanted someone to love me. I wanted someone to, to see me and, and to like, just be there for me. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I remember when I met your brother, I had no feelings where other times I had butterflies. I'm like, this Love. is the, it, yeah. Like this is the guy like I'm going like, this is it. And I was like a groupie with like this reggae <laughs> guy. Like it was, Oh my gosh. Just, it. I mean, Oh God, that was bad. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and so when your brother said, like said to me, we, I, I, I think we just went out a couple of times and then he's, I told the Lord, like, God, like, I don't want to do this again. Like, I'm not here to play games. Like if this is it cool, if it's not, I'm okay. But I remember, I like clearly remember I went to run in the morning and I literally surrendered and I felt like something just like get off of me basically like just be removed of the fact that I had surrendered that to God like it I literally said like God I don't care if I get to meet anybody because you are enough for me and when I literally had my heart be aligned with his Holy Spirit like God you are enough and I love you like I will pursue you like this is what it's about pursuing you and that's when I met your brother. Like, and I was like, what the heck? Like, how does that work? And, um, and I remember your brother had a dream and the Lord told him he's, so he was, you know, in his dream, he saw me and he said, either you're going to say yes to her or I'm going to let her go. And, uh, yeah. And so he called me the next day after I had said that prayer and, um, and he said to me, like, Lori, like, I love you. And love is a decision. It's not a feeling. And I'm deciding to love you. Oh. And and I thought, like, oh, you just want to be my boyfriend, you know? Yeah. And no, that was not the case. Like, he's like, no, like, I mean, let's get married. Like, I want to yeah. marry so you. It, it was like after two dates. 
Yeah. But it's because you both had the Holy Spirit like over you saying, yeah. this, this is yeah. for each other. This is for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And even, um, you know, when we got married, it was like, he helped me so much does. And I think that's why it's so crucial. And I want my boys to like, I am radically passionate about creating men of God. Like I want my Amen. boys to yeah. be like on fire for God, like to know that he is so worthy to live for. Like God is the worthy God. Like he is so worthy because he gives us such a good life. Like, like if we just abide in him and live in him, like everything else just dissipates, you know, it just, it, it's so beautiful, you know? And, uh, and so when with that, you know, it was, you know, Nate saying to me that, and, you know, we met for a couple of times and, and after that, I remember he like proposed to me, but God had already told me that day, Nate's going to propose to you today. That's amazing. And I I was like, okay, Lord, like, okay. So I already knew. And um, both of your hearts too, I think to be like, oh Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, Nate was a huge, yeah. And Nate was a huge part in my deliverance. I would, he would pray over me. He would, um, like confess, like do confessions over me. And he started to just really like show me the life, you know, and the spiritual life. And I mean, like, seriously, I had demons inside of me. Like when we talk about like Mary Magdalene, you know, that she had seven demons, but she loved God so much. And, and I always think about, you know, those who are forgiven much love much. And, you know, Jesus said, I didn't come for the ones that are, that don't think they're sick. I come from the ones that know they need a healer, that they know they need a savior. And, um, and like, I knew, I, I know what it is to not have God and I know what it is to have him. And, um, and so Nate really like held me tight and, and allowed me to, to have that deliverance, to, to begin to show me, to pray over me, to, to, to even just pray for me in a sense of like a covering, you know, and today, um, this morning, him and I were talking about prayer and he said, we don't, we don't remember how prayer is so effective. And he gave me the analogy of, you know, Lori, every time we pray, it's like a cloud that we send out to that person and it hovers and that prayer begins to form that person and help that person. And so I think, yeah. And I think that's, I think prayer is just so important. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we don't, we think just it's words, you know, people, Oh, it's just words. Like it's not going to do anything, but that's just the power of the Holy spirit. How it's just like, it's a whisper that like channels to that person and enters their spirit. And yeah, it's a huge encouragement. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I think that that we don't understand it. And we want, we are, I mean, we're humans. We want to see things like in the, you know, in the natural and stuff. And, um, so I think with what you're saying about identity, it was my, my choice and it, it coincides with, um, with Nate, because when Nate said love 
is a decision. It's not a feeling. And I'm such a feeler. Like I feel, I, I feel you, girl. I'm, I'm a feeler. <laughs> I cry but, a lot. Like, uh, you know. uh, no, I don't think you can beat me. I'm like, I like, oh man. It's like, you know, I hear about like in the car and stuff. I'm just like, yeah. sometimes like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. You know, when you wear mascara and your eyes starts burning and yeah. it's like, oh God, <laughs> I'm crying too much. Oh um, right, but but I love that too. I love, I love that it was love is a decision because I was like you, like, I mean, yeah. Like I thought, you know, love should be like all these butterflies and keeping yeah. you on your toes and oh my gosh, like, I don't know, but that that's also so unstable and so unhealthy yeah. and it's not supposed supposed to be hard it's not supposed to be like no uh, yeah yeah so it's just you know interesting because it it is it's supposed to it's a decision you make yeah and and that's the same with um you know I so I go to therapy because I experience a lot of trauma um and I experience a lot of trauma with the clients that I work with and stuff and I remember my my uh therapist she said what does Nate represent to you? And I said, Nate to me is grace. Um, because, you know, um, and I'm going to cry about it because I didn't deserve him. You know, he's, he's such a good man and he's such a good father and he's such a good, when I was at my worst and basically everybody that I thought was for me had left me and he he fought for me like there was times where I'd cuss him out and I'd be like you know all of these things and and like grace you know like I God gave me something that I didn't deserve like I didn't deserve a man who was a virgin and like his first girlfriend and like you know, like you see us and you think like he would be the one and, and it's not the case. Like he to me is grace. Like, like I, that to me is like God saying like, I love you. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you do deserve him. Yes, you do. (laughs) And you've made him a better person too. Yeah. Oh Yeah. It's so yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I feel you in some of the things. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> it's so funny. I know. I need to have my brother in here because he has a crazy testimony too. Because you know, like we did grow up in the church, but then I feel like both of us just sought after our own like identity and our own yeah. worth and our own everything, and then yeah. kind of God showed up. Uh, yeah and I think Des like it's amazing I always tell him I'm like you guys I feel like maybe there's times where like Satan tries to like bring division and stuff and because he knows like the powerhouse that you guys could create in a sense of like an impact in the kingdom of God and um but yeah he's I had that, I had that deliverance. And that's when God allowed me to really just, I just, 
I had to, to be disciplined. I had to spend time, you know, you look at successful people and they say, you know, wake up early, like do these things. Like, what are you feeding yourself? You know? And I had to, I had to train. Like it basically was that like, I'm going into a training and this is my lifestyle. Like it says repentance, you know, it talks about in the Bible about repentance. And it's like, we look at repentance like, okay, I'm sorry, Lord, like I did this bad, but actually no repentance is like, you know what, Lord, I was going one way. Let's say I'm going straight, but repentance means like, now that I know who you are, I'm going to turn right. Mm -hmm. That's like a completely whole like shift in a pivot of where you were heading to. And so for me, it was, it was that, you know, I, I was, I read my Bible. I studied the word. I prayed even when I didn't feel like it, like it was implementing these tools of like the word. This is thank you, Holy Spirit. It says God is the word, right? And we have a narrative in our mind and it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, if you are not reading your word, what kind of narrative who is speaking to you? It's not God it's either the devil or it's your own like self. Yeah. So the word, the word That's has like one life. Of my verses, especially now, yeah. especially 2020. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, renew my mind. <laughs> renew it. Um, yeah. so true. It's like what you're putting in is what you are getting. It's what you're absorbing. Yeah. Uh, but I like what you said about repentance too, because I think it's a word that, especially maybe new Christians or non-believers, it's like, to them it just equals it's almost like they might feel like it's shaming like oh I because I feel this shame like repentance is like a rebuke and that's not what God wants of repentance it's just he wants to reconcile with us as his children I think that's important that you mentioned uh, yeah and I'm gonna read this real quick it's in uh Mark 6 um, 12, where it talks about, you know, so they went out and preached that men should repent. That is think differently, recognize sin, turn away from it and live changed lives. Like that's what God wants. You know, like we are conforming to who he is, what he looks like. The more I think about it, the more you spend time with a certain individual, the more you're going to become like that individual. And, and so for me, it was that like, Jesus is my lifeline, like Holy Spirit is the breath that I breathe. He is the everything to me, you know, and if I don't have him, I don't have anything. And so it's really like humbling ourselves and being like, God, like, I, I am nothing without you and I need you. And that's when God comes because we come into an awareness of like, Hey, I can't do this on my own. Like I'm not a that of a badass as I thought I was, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I, I'm not. Like I actually need something, someone that is higher above than I am. And and so I think does that's really what comes. It's like an awareness of I need you, Lord, and then a repentance and then a transformation. And I think like you said, like being transformed by the renewing of your mind, transform. Like if you want to transform, it needs to be done by the renewing of the mind and the renewing of the mind comes by the word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. 
That's so good and so important. Yeah. <laughs> like everything you said is just such an so good, Lori. That's why I'm just yeah. like so excited for more of your messages yeah. <laughs> in the podcast. Yeah. Because I really I'm I know God's using you and I, I'm always inspired by even just all of your just even in your text or like especially on on Instagram if you pray or if you're like you have a conviction that that I love too in your words Thank and you. that's from God you know it's just like yeah because of what you've been through and where where you are now it's like you're like this is what God wants for you you're gonna get it <laughs> so I, I want you know like I want this for you um but yeah I I, I, I think, want you to do that the conviction is yeah really strong Thank and really you. there you know and I think I think for me like it's really, um, you know, I just, he is so worthy, Des. Like, he is mm-hmm. so worthy. Like, he, I want us to come into, like, a great awakening and, and be like, God, like, we need you. Like, there is nothing that I can do in this life without you. And, um, you know, even with, like, females that we look at, like, Oh, well, you know, like I I shared that message with you about being threatened and stuff. And instead of seeing us like, no, we actually like help each other. We build each other up and stuff. And so, so for us, it's almost like we all have a place at the table of our father. We all have space. Like we, God has something for every individual, a message that he wants to get out. And the more that we get to know him, the more that we get to know us, like our life is hidden in him. If we want to know who we are, it's in Christ. Like it's in him that we find ourselves. It's nowhere else, you know? And, and that's why it talks about, you know, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives through me you know, and I pick up my cross and I follow him. I die to myself. I die to, to those voices of insecurity. I die to those. Lori, you died. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. God, she, she is not resurrecting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I think that's so, it's so important though, because I think it can, people too, you can get caught up in like, well, I don't, I, I don't do what they do. I don't have that same whatever the same strength or the same conviction or the same message and it's like no because he made you differently he made you uniquely you were wonderfully made like you have a different voice a different message a different outlet like maybe you know maybe for you guys it's missions or for you it's like women and that and you know I think it's just important to discern what God wants yeah for our lives and what he wants us to who he wants us to reach and how he wants us to reach them. And yeah, but But I think we, I think we definitely do that by knowing him. Yes. Like, you know, it's, it's almost like, like, I mean, the gospels, like I am so in, in like a entrenched right now with the gospel of, um, like I'm so passionate with Reinhard Bonnke and he passed away. He was a great evangelist and there's another guy, his name's Andres Bassoni. And I think about like, I'm going to cry cause it's been so <laughs> heavy with me. Um, like I, I tell me, you know, I don't not to any other pastor or anything, but 
the power of the gospel, like the power that Jesus came, he died for our sins, Jesus resurrected, and he he wants to give us life, and he wants to give us his Holy Spirit because he loves us so much. Like he has a life for us that only we can get from him in the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit, that we could heal those that are sick, that we can deliver those that need deliverance, that we can set the captives free. Like, it's almost like, come on, guys, like, this is what God is wanting to, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and, you know, um, I don't want to be, like, other pastors, like, to have like eloquent words and be like, this is a cute message. No, the message, <laughs> the message is Jesus Let Christ. me wrap it up in a Bible or like yeah. in a bow. Sorry. Let me yeah. wrap it up in a bow and like hand it to you. Yeah. No, I no. love it. I mean, it's getting back you to know? simple. Like this is what he yes. wants. You don't have to sugarcoat it. It's like, yeah. And wants it's, to be in you your know, life. Yeah. And it's one of my prayers lately has been like spiritual simplicity. We try, I mean, God, you know, Jesus, yeah, like Jesus says, little children, if you are a little child, you will enter the kingdom of God. Think about like our boys, right? They're roughly about the same age. Like they're not like, hey, and this is this. No, it's like, just, just, it's simple. Like, you know, and they have faith and they have hope and and it's that it's like, it's no so fear. simple, no fear, you know? you know, and we make it so difficult when it's like, no, like the Holy Spirit is like in anticipation, like, come on guys, <laughs> come on. Like, like just open say yes to open me. Yeah. Open the door. Like I am waiting for you. I am knocking at the door. Like, will you open it? You know? And, and it's that it's the simplicity of that, like the gospels, like, yes, the whole Bible matters, but the gospels of like, Jesus died for our sins and he is resurrected. And I no longer have to live in my depression. I no longer have to live in, in that sorrow, in that loss, in that grief, like in, in that space of of being captive. Like I am free because he has set me free. Yeah. and. And it's a constant reminder of that. Like, he is so good. Like, like how can we not believe it, you know, in yeah. a sense? Yeah. No, I, I totally Sorry, agree. I can get I a little it. like, I oh. No, I love it. <laughs> I think it's what people need. They need to be, you know, shook to be like, you know, that anxiety you're feeling like God can release it. You know, that, you know, struggle you're going through, like God can release it. You just got to say yes and open the door and allow God to work. And I think it's, you know, I think it's also just like you and I, and whoever else is listening, like, it's just saying yes, to be able to say, yes, I allow you to work in my life. And I will use that to also then send the good news to others, you know, to reach other people through my life and be, be that light in this yeah. And I think that, you know, we, cause I look at it and it's almost like we as Americans want everything to be microwave, like instant, you know, like instant success and everything. And it's almost like, you know, like given with no problems, no issues, like no, it's going to be super easy. Yeah. And, and the cross, I mean, like we're so, you know, it's funny because it's almost like people, um, I, I feel like I, 
I'm working on rejection and how to shake it off when I, I, you know, rejection sucks. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I'm thinking like, but people rejected Jesus. Like he also felt rejection. Like what makes All me think time. that I'm better? Yeah. You know, what makes me think I'm better than Jesus? I'm not like, you know, and it's yeah. almost like, being okay with, you know what, Lord, if they rejected you, they're going to reject me too. But thank you that I at least have you and that I can overcome this. And I'm constantly, another thing that I do to like seek my identity is talking to myself. I'm constantly talking to Holy Spirit. I'm constantly like, I have cards that I, I don't know if you can see uh, a card kind here. What, yeah. do you, what do the cards say? Or um, just different cards. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Are they like kind of affirmations for your? Um, we'll have to talk about a business <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about ideas. Uh, but, I come uh, up with a new idea every month. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, like it, this one, like for today is God is good and he does good. Like, and we think, you know, sometimes when we think about, you know, we lost our job, like in COVID right now, we lost our house. What this depression, if he's good, why am I feeling like this? Well, guys, mm -hmm. we live in, in like a broken world. Like God is a good God. Like he has so much goodness that if we were just like, um, it talks about in Psalm 27, like to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple, that I would never be without his Holy Spirit, you know? And it's that, it's almost like he is so good. Like he is a good God. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't want us to, to have that depression, to have that anxiety. He doesn't want that for us. That is that's a doing that. That we've caused in our own life. And now he's like, come to me, yeah. like, come to me and I will give you rest. I will teach you the rhythms of grace. I will teach you the rhythms of my Holy spirit. Like come to me, you know, like I'm waiting for you with open arms and saying like, I got you like, just come and know me and know my ways that you would be conformed into my image. Because at the end of the day, we're not building platforms for ourselves. We want to display the glory of Jesus Christ and say, he is alive. He sets us free. He he is worthy of our life and he's worthy to live for because he's so good. And yeah, I just, I get, I love passionate. it. <laughs> so good. No, everything you said is on point. I'm like, you're waking people up right now. That's what you're doing. Lori. I hope I, yes. Thank you. Holy spirit. Yes, yeah. Yes. You're waking, you're waking everyone up. I just yeah. love it so much because you really, you really are touching so many people. And I love that too, that you guys do evangelism and, and just being a great example, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's wonderful. Even, you it's, know, it's a huge blessing you know, for me, too. And I don't know if you guys know that enough. <laughs> like, it's great. I love yeah. it. It's so cute because Judah, our 18-month-old, or I don't know how old he is. Yeah. <laughs> 16 through 18, sorry. <laughs> and, uh and like he, Nate will go to the front and like start praising God and like just seek his face, like seek after God. And Judah will see it and he'll start praising. 
Yeah. You know, and he, there was this time where he went up to a man like, and held him. And it's almost like he was praying for him. Uh, And so, you know, it's almost that that example. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's, we want other people to do it for us, but God has given us his gift, the Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us into all truth. Like Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Like, I mean, he, Jesus is so amazing. Like, I just want to be so possessed with the Holy Spirit and with his love, like that it's just unquenchable, you know? Yeah. And people can feel it and know it. Yeah. And want it too, you yeah. know. But I do. I, yeah. I mean, you guys exemplify that, and so it's really an encouragement. And you know, you don't. I don't know. It's just really, really good. And I. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are family. <laughs> <laughs> and your sweet boys are so cute. I I saw. Um, I think it was just a photo, not a video, of Jacob. He was worshiping yeah. like yeah. at church, and <laughs> yeah, so sweet. I freaking, yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he's um. He's, yeah, God has done like some radical things. Like today, um, I anointed them because I had to take them back to daycare, not yeah. by choice, but you know, just yeah. life and stuff. And yeah, work, um, yeah, work. And um, so I told him, like, hey, Jacob, like, here's some anointing oil, like, anoint me. And he's like, um, Jesus, uh, please be with my mommy. And yeah be with her eyes and just help her. And I was like, and Judah came and he also like laid his hand on me. Yeah. And like, does, I just want my boys. Like I want our boys, like even just generational. Like I told me, um, you know, where it's almost like, does like, I want to be so, like I said, possessed by the Holy spirit that what we build as a family is not just me that, you know, I think that's why like on my Instagram and stuff like that, I'll put like kingdom seekers, legendary makers and teamwork makes history work. That's our mission, like for a family, you know, and it's like, I'm not building something for me. And I, that's my prayer lately. It's like, God, I want to build an inheritance. I want to leave an inheritance that the fruit that I bear right now in my spiritual walk with Jesus Christ, like that my children's children would be able to eat from it. I want to build, I want to create, um, you know, and have or like orchards of, of trees that they, are able to walk and live in in a sense of like yeah. because of the seeds the fruit that, of the spirit yeah like handing yeah. it off to them I'm yeah. I, I, I 100% agree and I think with the age of the boys that they're both at it's it's just been my prayer it, ever since they were little like I just yeah felt like I prayed that they would be warriors you know like yeah. warriors for God and um people probably thought I was it's crazy you know because I'm like no, they're going into battle. Like, I'm like, yeah. they are going to be warriors. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know it's cool because Nate I'll says that. that too. You guys, they, you guys have the same prayers. <laughs> like, he says that, like, we are building warriors for the kingdom and the army of God. Like, that's what we're doing. Like, the fact that we have boys and the fact that we can, like, infuse them with the fire of the Holy spirit to like be radical about the things of God, you know, like that's, 
That's so amazing. I yeah. That. Oh, I wish we could see each other more and get the boys together, but yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel like Asher and uh, Jacob. Jacob have like this. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. So Asher and Jacob, they're uh, Jacob's like a year older. So Jacob's five. Yeah. Is he almost five? five yeah. Um, yeah. Turning four and they've maybe seen each other twice. Like, yeah. right? like, I mean, yeah. they've seen each other maybe two other times on FaceTime and yeah. they have a bond that is so strong and so spiritual, I would say. Yeah. Because they, the first time they met, Asher was only one and, yeah. and yet he would still be like, sometimes he's like, oh, is Jacob going to come over and play? Or he'd be like, I'd say, oh, well, who's your best friend? And he'd be like, well, Jacob. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> And he, he talks about high school a lot. I don't know why. Probably. Yeah. Um, and he'll be like, he's a prophet, maybe. I don't know. I'm keeping tabs on everything he says because I'm like, it's very repetitive and very like yeah. high school. I, he talks about high school all the time, but he, but Jacob was there a, a couple times. Yeah. He was at his high school. Wow. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's just yeah. how the bond they have, you know. Well, Lori, I don't want to keep you too much longer, <laughs> although I feel like yeah. I could talk all day long. I know you have to get back to work, but yeah, um, this has been really a blessing and I'm so glad we were able to chat. Yeah. Uh, I want everyone else to be able to follow you. So can you tell everyone where to find you and then also how to follow you for your podcast? Okay. So, um, I guess like Instagram and Facebook, just Lori Hartsock. And then it's kind of weird saying, cause that you're like the Desiree Hartsock. No. <laughs> you are the Lori Hartsock. Okay. <laughs> the one original. <laughs> and, um, and, um, I guess like podcasts, like Apple and Spotify. Yeah, but like, what is it called? It's called Strengthened um, by Grace. Strengthened by Grace. Yeah. Yeah, so what, so. Uh, what, what, um, how did you come up with the title? Um, so I had a different name. God gives me a lot of business ideas, which Great. is crazy. Yeah. Great. Like crazy. So we're going to have to yeah. connect. <laughs> um, and, um, but so I woke up one morning and I heard the voice of God, not like an audible voice, yeah. you know, yeah. but just like in my like spirit, I heard him very clearly. And he said, I am the God, the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And right after that passage, like after that, I read it and it said, so be strengthened by grace. Let your hearts be strengthened by grace. And when I read, cause, okay, first of all, I'm kind of like a new agey person, not new agey in a sense of yeah. like, you know, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I talk about like higher frequency vibes and, <laughs> all of that, you know, yeah. and, um, and so I didn't want the podcast to have such like, you know, like very biblical kind of like yeah. churchy, you know, you very wanna, churchy. I want to be able to bring the like, the vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like part of me, you know, yeah, totally. I wanted to tone it down a little bit, but I clearly, when I read strengthened by grace, um, to me, I felt a tug in my stomach. Like, yeah. yes, like this is what I want you to name it. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, 
Yeah, I'm going to. Like, there's no denying the feeling that I had when I read Strengthened by Grace. And yeah, yeah, so that's how I I came up with it. Yeah, I did. Holy Spirit. It was Holy Spirit inspired. It's glory over our game, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So not. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited for it. And I'm excited for everyone to listen. Yeah. Thank you so much. How incredible is that? How incredible is Lori? I'm so thankful to call her a sister. And I just know that all of her words have blessed you today. And so I just want to send you off with a little prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for those listening. I pray that you are with them. I pray that Lori's words fill their hearts and fill their souls today to lift them up, to know that you are good, that you are for them, Lord. I pray that after this message, they can discover more of you, discover their identity in you, not listen to the outside noise or listen to what others think or what others say to them. Lord, that you provide them the knowledge that they are who you say they are, Lord, that your promise is true, that your truth is honest and good. Lord, I pray that we can go about our day in joy and happiness and in faith. And I just pray that you protect and fill everyone today, um, today and always. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, I just ask that you follow along over on Instagram at Heart of Purpose Podcast, as well as on the newsletter. I send out weekly encouragement updates on the podcast updates on all the fun things I'm doing. And um, I just want to build this community together. So thank you all for your support and for your love. And I truly, truly appreciate it.